Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired by, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we speak with musician John Spencer about his work with director Edgar Wright. Musician John Spencer and the attendant John Spencer Blues Explosion were college radio and underground favorites long before director Edgar Wright used the Blues Explosion's bell bottoms from the band's 1994 album Orange to blow open the beginning of his film Baby Driver last year. Spencer's been making music for decades now, going all the way back to the days of Pussy Galore and recording Exile on Main Street to a boombox. However, Spencer's profile has definitely been raised by Baby Driver, and so we were super thrilled to finally be able to talk with a musician about that movie, as well as Hot Fuzz, and his first ever solo album, Spencer Sings the Hits. Thanks for taking time out of your day, day to talk to me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So uh, I figured we'd start off talking about uh, the Edgar Wright movies and then finish up with talking about the new record. Shoot. Cool. Go for it. Let's... So uh, how did he first get in contact with you to do, like, Hot Fuzz? So how did uh, Edgar first get in touch with me? Uh, uh, um, I met Edgar... Probably in 2005 or 2006, it was around sometime shortly after the release of um, uh, Shaun of the Dead. I think it was kind of in between the, the UK release and the US release. And um, uh, so that's, I met him a long time ago, and uh, um, he was oh, he's always been very friendly and right from one of the very first things he, he said to me was that he had an idea uh, for Bell Bottoms that he wanted to use the Blues Exposure song Bell Bottoms for a scene so um, he, he you know he's telling the truth when he's had that idea ever since he first heard that song back in the 90s um, and the Hot Fuzz thing uh, did you ask about that? yes so that um, I, I met Edgar, and I, uh, you know, he. I think he and Simon may have already started kicking around ideas for their next film, which the which became Hot Fuzz. And then at some point, um, he, Edgar asked if I uh, if, if if the Blues Explosion would do a song. And at that time, the Blues Explosion was on hiatus; we weren't working together. 
Um, so I said, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to, but we're, we're not, we're not together right now. We're not working. Um, and I offered to, to, to try to do something by myself and that was okay with, with Edgar. And so I, I did, uh, this, uh, I think it's called Here Comes the Fuzz. Uh, I did that thing with a, with a couple of my friends, uh, production, uh, duo calls themselves the Elegant Two. Uh, this guy's Chris Maxwell and, uh, Hernandez. Um, interestingly enough, I just worked with again a few weeks ago, about four weeks ago, because there was an episode of Bob's Burgers which just aired, which has a little kind of uh, homage to or parody of uh, the, the, the baby driver scene. Um, so uh, Chris and Phil do the music for Bob's Burgers, um, and they were going to do some kind of bell bottoms knockoff, <laughs> and they got in touch with me, and I said, "Well, you know, I I just want to come in and play the riff for you and." And so it, it kind of turned into more straight up bell bottoms, and I did some vocals. And so, but back in a long time ago, when Hot Fuzz was being made, they were you know this before Bob's Burgers. These are guys I just knew from the New York City scene, and uh, they had a studio, very clever uh, uh, production uh, engineers, producers, engineers. So I did the uh, that track with them, and uh, um, yeah, uh, I think. I can't remember at the time if Edgar sent me a scene. Um, he he may have, uh, you know, they may have already been editing it. Certainly, the film was shot, um, but there was some direction, uh, if I remember correctly, from Edgar as far as what 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 he wanted for that that particular cue. And uh, and and hot, I did I did two things. I did kind of like a one cue which is used a few times throughout the movie and then I did like kind of a, a proper song which which runs at the end credits yeah it's kind of interesting to like just like how much that piece of music gets used throughout the film how much what it's just like how much it gets used like throughout the film like it's just, it, it's omnipresent like it's like almost like the theme like anytime like some like badass actions about to happen yeah, um, well, I yeah, it was certainly yeah. It, I, I was surprised too. It was uh, I guess I wasn't that surprised. I mean, Edgar's always very forthcoming about you know what, what's you know. I've never, it's not like I was in the dark. You know, he's always very clear about this is what I want. And this is it has, this is how it's going to work. And and but so yeah, it's nice that um uh, to to have that little screaming bit used several times. So then, like, we fast forward, like, a decade, and, like, Bell Bottoms, like, almost, what, like, 20 years after it came out, like, gets, like, this whole new life getting used as, like, the major set piece, the soundtrack to the major set piece that opens the movie. Like, it's, it, I, like, when I found out, like, that song was getting used, like, in a major Hollywood movie, I was like... I couldn't believe it. Um, I, I, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> it's sometimes hard for me to believe as well. It was certainly a surreal experience to, to, to watch it in, in the cinema. Um, you know, uh, to, just because it's such. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was weird to see that the, the you know the character in the film uh, lip syncing, you know, mouthing the words, uh, and it's. But it was, you know, ter- terribly uh, exciting. Uh, yeah, I Ed- Edgar really, uh, you know, he's uh, he he really 
gave 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 me and the Blues Explosion such a huge gift. You know, it was um, it's such a I couldn't imagine a better um, usage for, for for that song. It was really something else. I'm sorry, uh, I'm so tongue tied. <laughs> no, it's totally cool. Like, so what did you like think about like when it then it got like sample and you know i'm in the movie as well yeah you're in the very you're in the very end most people don't know that because you know like i'll i live in new york city i live in an apartment building it's not a small place there's so i have a lot of neighbors and and you know now especially because the film is on cable and stuff i have people say like oh yeah you were in I, i heard your song you know or they they will most people will will kind of give me some props for a baby driver but if I'm, then I have to ask, like, so did you see me? They had no clue. And most people, um, you know, don't, don't know that that's me as the prison guard at the end. And, um, it just goes right by him. Uh, <laughs> but that, that was, that, that was Edgar's, again, a very nice kind of, you know, thing for him to do. And, and very, and a very Edgar thing, you know, he, he, he said to me, well, you know, you're going to be, your song and your voice is going to be at the start of the film. I want your voice to be at the very end as well. You know, he wanted to be, you know, have, have the cameo come at the very end because that um, the song is, is, is featured with that in the opening. What would you think about uh, like the the Danger Mouse run the jewels big boy uh, track that like sampled it? Uh, that that was, I mean, yeah, I mean stuff like that is it's that's so cool uh you know I, as a as a fan of of uh, of, of of rap and hip-hop you know especially being such a old long time fan uh you know something like that is 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 yeah that's really great it's super exciting um you know the blues explosion back in 95 what were we doing the experimental remix record trying to get you know um uh pe- people like exactly like <laughs> danger mouse and run the jewels to, to take our music and, and cut it up um, yeah, that, that was, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to talk about this stuff. It's all so strange. You know? it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very, um, it, it kind of, it's unbelievable that it all happened. And, uh, so I, I just kind of, kind of blabber and superlatives. Well, you know, like I was really happy to like find out that you had a new record coming and I love the fact that the title is Spencer plays the hits. Like I think because it uh, would, and and then like when I finally got to hear it, like I, I love the fact that it kind of like straddles like my two favorite things you've done, which is like the, the blues explosion, but it also has like this sort of like ramshackle, like lo-fi, uh, like heavy trash aspect to it, where it seems to like have like a foot in both of those sort of worlds. Well, thanks. I, I think that um, I would, if I had to pick an, uh, uh, you know, the, a, a, a project, a prior project of mine that, that Spencer sings and hits is, is not into, it would be my first band, Pussy Galore, um, for for several reasons. Um, the most obvious is the metal percussion, which is all over the record, and that was something that was featured in Pussy Galore. And also that uh, Spencer sings and hits is, is very much sort of a, 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 a garage punk record. The songs are. All, all the songs feature, you know, very simple, crude, uh, simple guitar lines, single-string guitar lines, you know, uh, very sort of 60s garage punk-style sounds, fuzz guitar, stuff like that. Um, and that was a big, you know, a, a, a big part of Pussy Galore as well. 
uh, you, 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 you use the term lo-fi and ramshackle. I think those are cool uh, terms. Uh, I would like to, you know, make the, the point and uh, make a very clear point that the Spanish Saints of Hits uh, was, you know, was recorded in a beautiful studio using amazing equipment, <laughs> and there was great care and attention uh, and a lot of, you know, time spent to achieve these sounds. So the thing that I always worry about when someone uses the term lo-fi, I worry that people think, like, that was accidental. You know, like the, the, the cassette player fell off the table, and that's why it sounds like that. And it's not there. Are, there is, I think, you know, you could, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of crude punk record, but it's done it's done it's done on purpose. You know, there was, there was great time and effort spent, uh, and loving care put into to create those sounds. You know, with the help of Bill Skibby, the the my co-producer and, and the uh, the owner of the Key Club. That's what I. I that's a that's a a really good point because it sounds like it sounds good like i mean well thanks i think it sounds good too i'm i'm i I think you know i really i love that studio the key club i really enjoy working with bill and you know it's it's like i said when i say like some world-class equipment i'm not kidding i mean this was an album that was tracked using the same flickinger console the very flickinger console that was custom built for sly stone and it was a console that sly stone used to make the the classic album there's a riot going on so it's it's i mean yeah i'm sitting there banging on a fucking old gas tank from a, <laughs> you know a, a buick but you know it's 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 that sound is being picked up by you know an, an incredibly uh, uh rare expensive vintage microphone being set processed through all this amazing uh electronic equipment and you know it's it's all it's it's um you know it's it, like i said it's a lot of care and, and love went into to making making the sounds and making the sounds sound a certain way yeah would it be like sort of uh like out of line to like sort of draw a line between like the way the album was recorded and sort of like the video for do the trash can which like it's like those the, the movies that are in there are all like movies that i love and they were recorded like like they they kind of have like this i don't know like a like a like a people look at them derogatorily but like they they were made like they were you know they were you, you're, you're, you're referring to the the kind of visualizer that first video that came out because there's been a second video for doing the trash can um are you referring to the earlier visualizer or lyric video yeah yeah the one that's got all the yeah like the, crazy all the uh, yeah clips a montage of b movies and stuff yeah public domain b movies um yeah i mean i i'm a long time fan of of of, of b movies and, and horror and exploitation and science fiction and 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 comic books or you know if we all lump it together and call it low culture i mean rock and roll certainly is you know uh, uh stands in, in their shoulder to shoulder um i i mean so uh i don't know if that's like my ideal uh uh, face that I wanted to present, but I needed something, <laughs> and I turned to a friend to, to to make that clip. And you know, for me, it's like, hey, yeah, I love looking at this stuff. You know, I love all those movies. Um, I don't know, you know, I think that the uh, the, the two proper videos that that subsequently came out, the the, the that were directed by Alex Calix, I think those are maybe a, a better representation, or just the packaging for the record. Um, I, I'm not trying to knock the uh, that 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 visualizer that early clip, um, but it's you know it was something done 
on the quick, uh, just to just to get something out there. As a, um, uh, I, I'm talking in circles. I mean, yeah, I like exploitation films, uh, but I think that um, uh, though you know, an exploitation film, the classic ones, where I think were made to make a buck, um, and I, uh, you know, uh, the people were doing those to not be. I mean, it's hard. There were some people, I guess, were, that were kind of obsessed and, and a bit manic about what they were doing, um, you, you know, like uh, um, Herschel Gordon-Lewis or, you know, some of these people. I, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've read a little bit about them, but, uh, you know, but my understanding is most of the trash and exploitation films were, were you know, their people were, wanted to get rich quick. They're trying to make some money. And uh, you could make... Uh, make something for a very little bit of money, and and uh, if it was had some kind of, you know, uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, element like nudity, blood, guts, gore, uh, sex, um, you know, then then you, you maybe you'd hit it rich, and you'd have a drive-in hit on your hands. So uh, that's your exploitation films, and that's where that imagery comes from. Spencer sings the hits. I didn't make the record because I felt like. Gosh, I, maybe I can I'm strike it rich with this one. Um, you know, I, I've been doing this for far too long. This is coming from you know just a, a kind of a, a obsession and and and, uh, and and you know this is my overwhelming you know passion and uh, you know this is I have a, a, a longer career so you know maybe it's like Ed Wood and, and, and Angora sweaters you know. That's a pretty great way of looking at it. So uh, the you just got done with a European tour, and I, I is there going to be a, a, a U.S. tour next year? Yeah, we in January. We, the dates have been announced, and you should be able to find them online. Uh, pretty much all, of, I think, January 11th through February 2nd. We're touring not the entire continent of the U.S. Uh, it's kind of a uh, the Midwest and the Southeast and Texas. Um, I'm not sure. I, forgive me off the top of my head. I don't know if there's a date in Kansas. I should know that. Um, but we're, we're, if we're passing close by, I'm pretty sure, if not straight through. Well, that's wonderful. I love the absolute hell out of the new record. Uh, and it's Thank been, you. it's been a real pleasure getting to talk to you, sir. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for calling. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, stay warm. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks to John Spencer for speaking with me. You can find information about his music on Facebook at Shove Records Official and on Twitter at Shove underscore Records. His new album, Spencer Sings the Hits, is out now via In the Red. Spencer and the Hitmakers just announced a slew of spring dates, and you should check them out if they're in your neck of the woods. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at From Inspired Pod. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts and Stitcher as well. Please hit up the website and click on the Give Us Money button to help pay for web hosting and long-distance fees. And remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We're taking December off to deal with the holidays, and we'll be back in early January. Until then... 
Thanks for listening. Come on! We got to do some quilting! That's right. Drive, baby! All right, spike it! Get that square, baby! Ooh.